All right, Scott Ritchie is channeling his inner Aaron Rodgers this week, telling everybody just to relax. It's going to be okay. Big reason why for Illinois basketball? I mean, it's Kofi Coburn. He's been borderline unstoppable in Big Ten play um, and leads the country right now with nine double-doubles. All right, Richie, in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, will explain how Illinois can turn it around. He'll give you some recruiting news. He'll even give you a pick for tonight's championship football game. Come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Good morning, everyone. Sun did come up. Actually, I'm looking out our front window here in Devonshire here in Champaign. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, and there is no sun. The sun did not come up on this Monday morning. Any truth to the rumor, Scott Ritchie, that it was because of the loss to Maryland? Well, based on the reaction to that loss last night on social media, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there was a lot of... Throwing in of the towel from the Illinois fan base after one loss in early January. Um, you know, it's maybe not surprising. That there's a portion of the Illini fan base that lives and dies, and I'm going to emphasize the dies on every result on the schedule, um, which is maybe lacking a little context, perhaps. Ah, oh, good for them. Come on, Rich. You don't understand the fans. No, I do understand. live and die with every possession, much less every outcome. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's one way to live your life. Yes, do welcome you welcome to my neighborhood? Do you? I guess. Uh, but no, it's was it a bad loss? Sure. Uh, Maryland was one in five in the Big Ten, although somehow had won at Wisconsin, so they won at Wisconsin and at Illinois, um, and lost games at home for whatever reason. Um, and Illinois, you know, has a a team with top 10 talent with Iota Sumu, Kofi Coburn, and Sunday just proved that that's not always going to be enough. Um, I mean, obviously they both scored more than 20 points. Kofi was the most efficient you know, player on the team. But, you know, when Io needs 23 shots to get 23 points, that's not, that's not Illinois' offense at its best. There were some issues last night, but it's one game, and... You know, they've got the the cure that ails you coming up this week when mm-hmm. they travel to Nebraska. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much been a get-right game for everyone. 
All right, that's Scott Ritchie, award-winning beat writer. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news. He used to cover the team when they were really good, when they didn't lose uh, to the Marylands of the world. That was year 2000, Ritchie, 2001. Yeah, right? uh, I mean, a more successful team in that one yes. season. It is cloudy here in Champaign uh, with no I, – I don't. I haven't seen the sun in like, like weeks. weeks. I think 2000 maybe, 2020, I think. I don't know what's up with this. I'm, I'm bummed out. I need to snap out of it. I mean, it's winter. That's yeah, no excuse. Kind of typical. Hey, Andre Corbello was seen shooting uh, jumpers after the game last night. Meanwhile, in the newsroom, I don't know if everybody knows this. I walked in and Scott Ritchie was practicing his predictions <laughs> at his at his computer we, terminal because neither he, of us were very good. Is that what you're trying to say? Much like. The scene that has played out after many home losses all around the country. Richie, that was good to see you trying to get better. Just, just getting reps in. I mean, got to do what I can do. Um, you know. You're back to your prediction record real quick. You picked Illinois to beat Maryland. What's your what's your sorry record this year? I think it's the same as Illinois' record. At yeah. Nine and four. There will be suspensions, fines levied here later when we, uh, when we study that here in the newsroom. Yeah, sure. I mean, the thing about trying to – what this Illinois team will do is like I'm not even sure they know what they're going to do. I mean, Brad and we talked about it last night after the game, and you know they've just the inconsistencies from game to game, from half to half, have been kind of wild this season. I mean, you just look at the Northwestern game. I mean, they played one of their worst halves of basketball in the first half. We're down 15 on the road to a Northwestern team that was ranked, but now it's looking a little fluky, maybe a lot fluky, and then they played the best half of basketball I've ever seen Illinois basketball play, um, at least against a, a high major opponent. I mean, they've blown the doors off of cupcakes before, but say so, hey, it's eventually they're going to have to figure out like how to play a 40 minute basketball game because the team has aspirations, the big 10 title national championship. I mean, that's why I came back was to win a national title and, uh, they won't do it playing like they did Sunday night. All right, I've got bones to pick with Richie this week. I know my That's New Year's resolution was be nice to the Eurekian. Yep, we made it but man, 10 days into the new year. I don't even know where to start. Should I just, lampoon you for Rutgers? Start at I the mean, top. Let's, okay, you always say, oh, Rutgers this, Rutgers that, great coach. Bah, 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 bah. Lost <laughs> again, I see. Yeah, they lost twice. All right, now, enough of, the, of that. They dropped I, out of the AP Top 25. Yeah, I don't want to hear the word. The words New Jersey until things turn around. Promise? Okay. Well, Illinois does not play Rutgers again this season. Oops, I just said it. Uh, so you don't have to worry, I All guess, right. about me extorting. All right, your little Northwestern bandwagon that you jumped on there for a week or two. I don't want to hear about that. I mean, everybody jumped on. I don't throw others under the bus. It was I, you I will... who was voting them high in your top 25. Well, let's let's back off of high. I, was, I did vote for them until they... Proved I shouldn't vote for them, which happened very quickly. I just took a sneak peek at this week's AP Top 25. I hope everybody realizes that Richie does hold an important role here at the News Gazette. He, he's part of the AP Top 25 panel, has been for a number of years. It's a very cool, important thing. But you mess it. You got Kansas still at five. What, what in the world of Bill Self are you thinking? Well, if you look at the poll mm -hmm. that I'm came waiting. out at 11, just 15 minutes ago, I mean, Kansas is number six, so me having them at five, I think we had this conversation last week, 
not all that crazy. And I mean, honestly, I just at some point putting together a ballot is more art than science. It's a combination of the two. And honestly, just I can't put Iowa or Tennessee or Creighton or Houston or anybody ahead of Kansas. Thank right? you, Picasso. Thank you for clearing that up. I'm just saying it's. I mean, this season's been wild enough trying to put together a ballot. This week was was tough, mostly because so many teams lost, and mostly Big Ten teams. But I, mean, I kind of locked in one through twelve, and then it took me, and that was that was pretty quick because those teams mostly just won. Um, and then the rest, I guess, the second half of my ballot, it took me an hour plus to piece it all together mm-hmm. and uh, I imagine that's why you know, it'll continue because it doesn't seem like there's any type of rhyme or reason to who wins and why this season unless you're Gonzaga and then you just beat everybody all right well that's all I had to pick pick yeah so really I'm not too mad at you this week okay okay Gonzaga I hope Paul Klee isn't listening but uh, as a Indiana native A, I want the team that finishes undefeated to be a legitimate conference team. (laughs) All right? It's not Gonzaga's fault that they're in the the West Coast. So it's not going to be my fault when I discard their undefeated run and say, nope. (laughs) So if they become become the next undefeated national champion, you're going to put an asterisk next to it. Can I get that Baylor game replayed? I mean, probably not. Are they not going to do it? I don't think because I'm really because the the conference they're in, it's a might as well in the first two rounds of the tournament. It's going to be a four game sprint for Gonzaga. I'm yeah yeah, it's true probably, and that's not right in my here's my here's world. the thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe they can do this on you know a very quick turnaround. But Baylor just had a game canceled for tomorrow against West Virginia because West Virginia has uh, COVID issues. Okay. And Gonzaga doesn't play until Thursday, and it's Pepperdine. So, I mean, they have Colby Ross, but who cares? Put their second string. Yeah, just um, JV. I don't know. Play tomorrow. All right. Well, I'm starting to get – I mean, that's not going to happen. I know but. it's only January, but I'm starting to get nervous for Scott May and Kent Benson and Tom Abernathy, Quinn Buckner, that crew. So Gonzaga has, I think, as kind of very quickly, like a dozen games Bobby left. Bobby Wilkerson. They live. There's a continuing name, Indiana basketball players. But a dozen games left for Gonzaga, and um, they're double-digit favorites in, I think, every single one right. of them. I've watched them. They're good, right? They're really good. Yeah, I mean. They are really good. And, um, you know, you're not going to lose that one sixteen game if there are 60 eight teams that yeah, make I, it to the finish line. seems to be okay. the plan. And you're probably not going to lose that 1-8 game or be tested much. So it's going to be a four-game sprint. Yeah, and well, it's funny. There's still the narrative that you know Gonzaga is overrated and then they get to the tournament and they you know lose in the first or second round. That, that's an old argument right. that people aren't paying attention to the fact they've like, at least made the Sweet 16 every almost every year in like the last five All right. including a national championship game that they you know kind of got hosed against North Carolina let's go back to the last time this this scare happened for us native Hoosiers 
UNLV in the early 90s. That's a fun team. Shit, yeah, that now that team I was all right. They were in a funky conference like Gonzaga. Yeah. But they uh But like Gonzaga, but they, they were legitimate. Like, they played some tough teams early. Yeah. Yeah, as well. Okay. Um so Yeah, I lost I, the championship game in Indianapolis. Yeah, that was I mean, they had some dudes. Larry Johnson. Yeah. Stacy NBA players. Where yeah. were we? I was oh, I was applauding you, Scott Ritchie. Do you want me to keep, no, keep no being nice? We, yeah, it's like no wonder we diverged. Hey, wonderful story on Ayu Desumo over the weekend and his family, more to the point. Uh, a, a story that you spent some time digging and talking and crafting. Take us uh, behind the, the scenes, how that how that played out, what it took. Well, I think you know the reason it came together like it did, and it took some tinkering. You know, for sure, after I you know, had all the interviews done was just how open and you know willing to talk his parents, Kwame and Jamara were. And you know, they kind of opened the door and shed some light on kind of what it what they've done over the last several years to help Io kind of I mean, he gets it done on the basketball court, but he's got this whole group behind him, all family, all with kind of different roles that you know helped kind of build this brand around him at least help do that you know his sisters you know are really you know adept with social media yeah, his mom kind of you know runs the whole thing really um you know, he's got uncles that are lawyers an aunt that's in public relations and obviously his dad has the basketball background you know, as a coach so i mean they've got this group that you know he's leaned on you know the last couple of years in deciding whether or not to come back to Illinois for his sophomore and now junior seasons. And, you know, just spent, you know, a really good chunk of time on the phone with his parents. And, you know, they're terrific people. And you know, that made it maybe an easy story, you know, to tell. And it's just it's interesting how they, you know, really just, it was all about putting a plan together, you know, something that their family is, you know, very big on. And, you know, they've executed that plan, obviously, you know, very well. I mean, I would assume we it's been a household name for Illinois fans since he committed, you know, back in 2017. But now, I mean, he is getting discussed on the national level. I mean, he's a leading candidate to be a first-team All-American by the end of the season, and um, now finally seems to be winding up, kind of the back end of the first round in some, you know, mock drafts and NBA big boards. But um, maybe getting closer to that that first-round reality. Hey, the Big Ten journey on the Big Ten Network. I should say the journey on the Big Ten Network. Um, kind of focused a little on the the family as well. I liked seeing the footage from Indianapolis last year when the not not the content because the season was canceled, but uh, nonetheless, cool stuff. Yeah, and I mean, if you've been to an Illinois basketball game, and obviously you haven't this year, but I mean, the Desumu family travels well. I mean, they've got. They fill up half a section behind the bench, you know, themselves sometimes, and always on the road. I mean, they've been everywhere, including they went to Italy you know, for that that summer trip as well. All right, more uh, being nice to Richie. Uh, the AP poll did drop. Illinois is fourteen. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Overall. And you uh, had them sixteen. Am I right? I did. Okay. So I mean, I can accept that. I mean, realistically, they could have wound up. Maybe anywhere, you know, on my ballot, 
between 13 and 20. I think that would have been fair to them. You know, based on... Of the four halves of basketball they played last week, one and a half was maybe them at their best. But there were fans, uh, you did your normal Monday morning Twitter poll saying, hey, they shouldn't be ranked at all. There were a few people that that said that. And that's... um, Probably just shouldn't. That's dumb. We'll just we'll just say that dumb. I, that's mean. Just dropping them completely again lacks all context of what's happening, not only in the Big Ten but just in college basketball. Like Illinois is still one of the top twenty-five teams in the country. Yes, they lost. Yes, it was a a bad loss. But I mean, to drop them out entirely would have been an overreaction of. Uh, Epic proportions, perhaps. Although it'll be interesting to see what other voters did. Um, I mean, last week there was one voter that had them like at 15 the week before, and then Illinois won the games it was supposed to, and he still dropped them out of the top 25. Like, that's just right. being careless. Um, but I could, I mean, I don't have all the full data yet, but uh, I will kind of dive into that for Tuesday's Good Morning mm-hmm. Illinois Nation. Can't wait. 6 a.m. on onlinehq.com every single day. Little known fact that Jim Rosso and his family wakes about 5.50 and starts clicking, refresh, refresh, refresh. We could just, like, it's set to go live at 6 a.m. on the dot, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I'd have, like, the inside scoop that maybe some days it's at 5.55 or something. Well, That's why a- I do that every morning. 6 a.m. every day. I can, like, email you it before. Could you? That'd be cool. If you want. Yeah, that'd be neat. But uh, Tuesday, I mean, I'm not going to do that. But you know, I love my AP top 25. So Tuesdays, I really jump in head first. All right, some other Big Ten notes, news, and notes. Let's start with the poll. You have uh, Iowa leading the charge. They haven't slipped up much since their first meeting with the Gophers. Yeah, and I mean, great offense, questionable defense, of course. I always mention that. But I mean, Luca Garza. I don't think anyone has really stopped him or slowed him down this year. That that gives Iowa an advantage. And then, like, they've got good guards, too, again, offensively, maybe not defensively. So it's – the defense will be their downfall at some point. But right now, they're kind of rolling. Okay. All right. Uh, you had Michigan, I think, 10. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Still the only unbeaten team in the Big Ten. Their schedule starts to toughen up here a little bit. Yeah, and that that'll be the – the maybe the the true picture of this Michigan team. I mean, they're obviously playing well at both ends, but um, when the challenge gets stiffer, then we'll kind of see how they respond. All right, the mystery team for me uh, both reside in the wonderful state of Indiana. Uh, neither the Boilermakers nor the Hoosiers uh, in the top twenty-five. Neither in the tournament right now. Um, help me. Both sporadic? Yeah, I think they'll probably, I mean, by virtue of playing in the Big Ten, like the losses you take aren't bad losses. Um, Both can still make it, but uh, there's work to be done. I mean, Indiana won yesterday at Nebraska, but blew an 18-point lead. Trailing late. Yeah, so it's it's not great, Mm -hmm. but... I think Indiana's talented enough to figure some things out. I don't. I mean, just, you just don't know if they will. It hasn't been 
you know, a terrific run yet by Archie Miller, as I think Indiana fans will attest to. Um, Purdue is in a different spot. Like I could see them falling off just as easily as making the NCAA tournament, but um, kind of you don't discount Matt Painter. Like he seems to get his teams on track, uh, but this is arguably one of his less talented teams of the last few years. All right, Penn State just drop out. They've canceled. They've been the cancel games so far. Just. Uh, yeah, I think do we, do we need them to finish the Big Ten season, or can we move on? Well, I mean, be better if they can, you know, get out of their COVID pause and play games because the other teams in the Big Ten like need to, you know, get games. Uh, I think they're supposed to come back within, you know, maybe middle point of this week. They haven't played since December thirtieth. Um, it's crazy. Their next scheduled game is the seventeenth, so this coming Sunday, um, at Purdue. Okay. And the last Big Ten question for you is: I still can't figure out Minnesota. Uh, how can playing at home with no fans still be a thing? They are horrible on the road and invincible at home, even though in reality. All the rims are still ten foot high. It's no, there's no difference. You're going out there and measuring them. Yeah, I'm doing it, Normandale. Um, Explain it. Well, I think the, I mean, the thing at home, like sight lines are different in arenas. Sitting below the floor still matters. Got it. Maybe which is it's crazy, but it's it's pretty obvious. Like that Minnesota team will go as Marcus Carr goes and. I'm gonna get back to yelling at you because that just triggered a triggered me again. I was thinking over the weekend watching him throw a brick after brick after brick against Iowa. I was like, "That's Richie's boy. That's yeah, his. I, that's his all Big Ten player." Well, I mean, he was because he was scoring like. He's still on your all Big Ten team. I know he's got the the points. Yeah, well, come like, on. Right now, like if I picked one now, he might. I mean, he's not gonna, gonna fall completely off, but I don't know that he's necessarily Thanks. still on the first team. Thank you. The last four games where you know Minnesota is 1 and 3. Mm-hmm. He scored 10, 15, 14, and 13 points, not been very not, efficient doing it. Yeah, not for a lack of shooting. Yeah. I guess the, the Iowa game he was scored 13 points on 5 of 19 mm-hmm. shooting, which is bad. Yeah. Okay. Now back to being back to being nice about Scott Rich. See, I slipped there for just a little bit. Yep, I did. Enjoyed your coverage from Sunday night of the uh, Maryland game. As you said, fans were a little panicky afterward. And as I mentioned early on, uh, Andre Cabello, that's the new thing to shoot after uh, games. Uh, and for all the beat writers who are still in the arena, that's the difference. Back in the day, you'd be downstairs in State Farm Center filing away. No one got to see yeah. the post-game shoot-arounds. Or yeah. the post game jogs, or they used to go over to Ubbin to do it. It happens all the time, but just now it's seeing the light of day. Yeah, and mostly it's been go over to Ubbin and get shots up. But I mean, it, it it was like 17 minutes after the game was over, and he was back out on the court. And yeah, you're right. I mean, the media room is closed, so we're all working from the the stands. Um, and there was a point where he just kind of sat beneath the basket and. Uh, I mean, I'm not you know, going to put thoughts and emotions into his head, and but clearly it was in a reflective mood about kind of how you know, the end of that game played out. 
so interesting to see like kind of what that means for him moving forward because Sunday night was not his best performance. Clearly, little known fact: the uh, the video story now at newsgazette.com from Anthony Zillis. Uh, hope you have a chance to watch it. We went in thinking we we're going to do a video story on Andre Cabello. It didn't work out. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a, a reasonable expectation. It was. Yeah, because there was so much talk of his passing and his kind of unique skill set that we haven't seen here in Illinois in a while. Yeah. He did hit Kofi Coburn with one of the wildest passes I've seen in some time, even for his high standards. It was terrific. No look behind the back pass. Um, but his shot just was not there. And you know, he gets himself in some tricky situations offensively um and then sometimes he can get himself out of them with a pass or kind of a wild fadeaway shot others uh not so much but he's a freshman that's played what now 13 games in college basketball so uh i think he'll be fine all right let's uh i'm gonna turn to mr richie my favorite beat writer how does illinois uh fix what's ailing him is it the easy fix? Can you make free throws at a better clip? Can you I mean, they, reduce they the have, turnovers? They yeah. have made free throws okay. at a better clip, so I think that's possible. I mean, again, they, they stunk it up at the end of the game while Maryland was making all theirs, and that's, that's a difference in a game decided by three points. Um, it's just they've got to figure out how to be engaged for an entire game and you know play at, even if it's not, second half Northwestern level. I mean, play it kind of the expected level for a team that has two all Big Ten type players, and I would assume in Kofi Coburn, with you know with a good supporting cast around them. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Trent Frazier this week. Uh, he w- went back in the game after suffering that shoulder, I think shoulder you know, injury uh, at the end of the first half, but you know launched a three that wasn't anywhere near the rim. So his arm was definitely still hurting him. Um, Like his scoring, obviously not the same as it was his freshman year where he had to be a go-to guy offensively. But what he brings elsewhere with defense, with just being a senior leader on the team, on the floor, um, like Illinois still needs that. So if he's unable to go, like that changes kind of the dynamic. Um, I would expect if he, Frazier can't go, the bread under his solution will be to go bigger more often because they're essentially playing all the guards they have already. So the guards will get a few more minutes apiece, but uh, I think it'll be more Georgie and Kofi in the front court together. Why do you pick up Oberoski? I don't. I mention All I do is mention that he's officiating game, and then I let the Illinois fan base just do with that what they what they want, and they don't like him. For whatever reason, I, I think Bo's fine. Okay. Illinois fans do not think Bo's fine. Respected Big Ten official. Yeah. Why, why do you think they can jump on his on his case all the time? Because Teddy Valentine doesn't do Big Ten games <laughs> anymore, so they got to pick somebody. All right. Illinois goes to Nebraska on Wednesday night. Should be a W, you would think. Should be. 
I mean, Indiana proved it's not a guarantee, but they still won. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's, I don't know how to explain their team. It's not good right now. Just kind of park district key. I would explain it. I would picture it. Yeah, but, I mean, if you look at what they're bringing in next year, I mean, they've got a five-star guard coming in Bryce McGowan's. Right. Next year. To play with his brother, who played Trey, who played well against Indiana. So, like, there's talent on that team, but it's just it has not come together yet, for sure. Saturday, Ohio State, the Buckeyes, who are playing well, I guess, if beating Rutgers counts anymore. You brought them up, but it does count. Ohio State, not a not a fun team to watch, I would argue. Just kind of not like their football team. It's it's more like the... Yeah, the, the, the high-octane offense yeah. is happening at the horseshoe. Right. At, uh, but that's Saturday. That's uh, nonetheless a probably not an opponent you want to face when you're struggling a little bit because they're kind of gritty and hard-headed. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just kind of a – he's got kind of a bunch of dudes. There's not, like, one mm-hmm. star on that team, um, but just a pretty talented group overall. And, of course, you know, E.J. Liddell. It's kind of maybe yeah. if they have a guy, it might be him, and uh, it's always an interesting matchup. Okay, so next week we're talking uh, all's well again. Is what you're telling me? Could, yeah. I, I think I don't know that we'll learn much about the Nebraska game unless it goes horribly wrong. But uh, I think have to beat Ohio State at home. Okay, I mean just to stay. You know, in that top portion of the Big Ten standings. I'd like to close this on a good, positive note. Number one, hey, we were inside Lon Kruger's old house last week, which I saw you tweeted yesterday for a next at-home magazine issue. Who doesn't want to buy that magazine, right, Scott Ritchie? Yeah, I mean, also, who wouldn't want a indoor right. half-court? Sweet. At the time that Lon Kruger, when he took the job in 96, his first move was to buy or to build a house and in West Champaign, that includes an indoor gym. I would have killed for that. Yeah, it's still sweet. I mean, I would want that now. Think about that in the mid-90s when you were doing that today. Today it's a little less spectacular maybe to think that you have an indoor gym. Yeah. But Lon Kruger, Kevin Kruger was a star at Centennial, went on to Arizona State, is that right? If my memory serves me correct. So it paid off for his kids. Sure. And uh, obviously he had the means. Build mm-hmm. a house with an indoor basketball hoop, but yeah, that be interesting at home to kind of see. Okay, check out our Instagram uh, page if you want to see a sneak peek. News underscore Gazette. It's very cool. Uh, more good news: the kid from Fort Wayne. I'm told from uh, again my Indiana sources who I convened with this weekend, tearing it up like legitimate. Yeah, Luke Goody's been good, and his team. Has been good. Uh, Homestead is twelve and zero, three and zero in their league. And um, the difference for that team this year is like it's not just Luke Goody. I mean, he's gotten some help, you know, in the form of Fletcher Lawyer, who's the younger brother of Foster Lawyer, the Michigan State point guard. Um, younger brother, perhaps, might be a bit more talented than older brother. He's actually Homestead's leading scorer. Luke Goody's second, but. It's not by you know much, but you know, Luke is averaging twenty points, nine point two rebounds, four point nine assists. Um, 
He's doing a little bit of everything, and that's what he did last year. He's just taken that up you know, a notch, and you know, they're one of the best teams in the state of Indiana, which is saying something. Indiana playing high school basketball. Mind yeah, that's you. also let's, let's refresh something. that. <laughs> a lot of area kids and their summer and their teams are going over to Lafayette and playing ball on the weekends in a, a facility that I'm familiar with. Uh, that's where we're at in Illinois. Yeah, and um, nah, there's no real telling when basketball might not going to happen. I don't think uh, the longer it doesn't happen, like now, it, it's yeah. the less likely. I think. Well, good for Indiana for playing ball. How about that? Anyway, um, any other good news? Why I'm on the on a roll? I'm out after those two things. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't maybe bad news, but also maybe wasn't unexpected either. But yeah, Illinois was, I guess, in contention for a transfer in Oscar Shibway, uh, the West Virginia forward who. Um, Elmer recruited out of high school, had him on campus, in fact, for an official visit. I think his and E.J. Liddell's overlapped. In fact, they're here together. Of course, neither came to Illinois. But uh, Shibway left West Virginia after I think, just 10 games this year, which is kind of surprising because he's been one of their better players. But uh, he uh, committed to Kentucky, shocker, um, yesterday. Um, but there's some big names in the portal already. Another one maybe to watch is Namari Burnett, mm-hmm. uh, former Morgan Park for a year star as a freshman. Then you know, he transferred out to Prolific Prep out in California. Played with Coleman Hawkins. So he's played with Coleman Hawkins and played with Iota Sumu in his high school career. Uh, but he left Texas Tech after 12 games, uh, was not starting – you know, wound up behind Mac McClung, you know, the Georgetown transfer that got immediate eligibility. Um, so I guess that was a – I mean, I don't know the circumstances, but, you know, when a five-star guard's not starting, perhaps you know, he's looking to go somewhere he will. And, you know, Illinois obviously recruited him pretty heavily out of high school. Um, Illinois will likely need to replace Ayo next season. Um, so it's one to watch. It just—it all depends on if Burnett, like Oscar Shibwe, intends to transfer right now and enroll immediately and start at least practicing with his new team. If that's the case, then Illinois is out because they are 13 for 13 on scholarships. All right, uh, your power pole. Uh, Got to get that in before we send you back to your apartment. Okay. Well, I'll be around t- today. Oh, Joy. Then back to the Savoy Bureau for okay. the rest of the week. Um, number one, I believe I – did I have Kofi at number one last week? Same. Hmm. Two more double-doubles this week. He has an NCAA leading nine. And uh, I think six of seven now, Big Ten games, he has a double-double. He's playing very well. Um, also, maybe highlighting the fact Illinois will need to replace him as, next season. Pretty good chance, maybe. Um, I would assume number two, and it's that's it's more of a one A one B type situation, and then three back in the top three for the first time in a long time, Adam Miller. He disappeared in the second half against Maryland, which was not great, but you know, he had some threes, three of them in fact in the first half, and you know, he did get on track offensively as well um, at Northwestern. 
And he's playing better defense without fouling. Um, so time to reward the freshman guard for playing a little bit better in the last week or so. Good sign to see that three-point stroke back, as Scotty said, at least in the first half. All right, we'll let uh, Richie go. Again, appreciate it. 6 a.m. every morning, AlanaHQ.com. Tomorrow, again, he'll explain his AP Top 25. and start thinking about what his All-Big Ten team is looking like. Maybe his All-AP All-American team, things like that. I did the All-American thing last week. Don't you get smart with me, Richie. I'll say you're such an avid reader. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think once we hit that like a halfway point of the Big Ten season, uh, I will you know, chime in with my, if the season ended now, I've got these guys all Big Ten. Buckeyes by a lot over Bama tonight, is that right? <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly don't care. I will watch, but... Uh, I think Alabama wins, but uh, sure, let's go Ohio State. Great. All right. Thanks, Scotty. See you next week.